Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is December 12th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Chill Pagan Supply. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, the earlier you learn that you should focus on what you have, and not obsess about what you don't have, the happier you will be by Amy Poehler. Oh my gosh, can I just like be a little shady for a second? I think um, Amy Schumer recently like made a comment about how she's like the most famous woman in comedy, like as if Carol Burnett does not exist, but whatever. Um, And I saw someone respond and go, you're not even the most famous comedian named Amy. I thought that was so funny. Anyways, I'm not here to like uh <laughs> like get in I don't have a dog in that race. Uh but I thought that was hilarious because I do really love Amy Poehler. All right. So, we are moving into some headlines. This comes to us from goeerie.com. Actually, I heard it's pronounced era but I'm not sure. I think eerie is like a totally um, acceptable way to say it. So let's see. Witches in Waterford. Rumor takes a bite from Fort Buf- uh, LeBeouf Historical Society donations. So this is like local news, but I love like local. And it's by Valerie Myers. So this is from Waterford. The Fort LeBeouf Historical Society is battling a rumor more commonly credited four centuries ago about witches being active in the community, specifically on historical society grounds. The rumor is that witches are meeting on the Historical Society campus along Waterford High Street, according to a post on the Society's Facebook page on Tuesday. Quote, it seems that somebody is spreading rumors that there are Wiccan or witch meetings being held weekly on Fort LeBeouf Historical Society property, the Post said. The rumor is simply not true, the Society said in the Post. Which, it's so funny because sometimes, um, like, this definitely feels like, uh, speaking of Amy Poehler, this definitely feels like something that would happen in Parks and Rec. Like, I feel like it would be really difficult to get a weekly meeting at a historical society property. That just feels like there's paperwork. I don't know. That just seems like a lot of work. Uh, they continue, but it's co it's but it's coasting the local historians' donations needed to maintain and operate the nonprofit Fort LeBeouf French and Indian Museum, Google Hotel, Judson Hotel, and other properties in the area that was key in England and France's struggle to claim and control colonial America, according to the Post. Quote, there were people enjoying our free, 
Okay, I love the shade because free is in all caps. There were people enjoying our free event last weekend who refused to donate money and told others not to due to this rumor, the society said. Fort LeBeouf Historical Society hosted its annual colonial Christmas celebration uh, December 1st to the 3rd. Quote, the Fort LeBeouf Historical Society works very hard to raise funds to not only maintain our buildings, but provide free events to the community and preserve our local history. We do this without government help. All monies are raised through fundraising events, donations, our gift shop, membership, and sometimes we receive grants. We don't have time for witches. Honestly, this is hilarious, and I love it. I don't know who this woman is giving quotes. They're not being, like, tagged or credited, but I'm loving it. Most people will realize that witches' meetings are nonsense and that rumors won't divert the society from its mission. Historical Society President Jim Edwards said Wednesday, Edwards has not yet heard the witches' rumor. Quote, negativity like that is brought forth by people who don't know what they're talking about, Edwards said. Historical Society members last year focused on improving the Washington Park Garden, bringing new attention to its museums, and just finished their annual Christmas events. Quote, we don't have time for witches. Edward said, I can't believe something like that is even coming up. <laughs> I love it. I am loving this. I'm just really, I'm enjoying that some Karen in this face, on this Facebook page of this museum is like, she didn't give them money because there's witches. And, and, and these people are like, we're just throwing free events. And you're going to these free events and you're not donating. You're being ridiculous. Agree. It continues, the witches' rumors may have its roots in an annual Halloween event at the Judson House, historians said. The Historical Society hosts witches' teas at the Judson House each October to raise money to operate the building. And participants dress as witches. It's all done in fun. Yeah, it's Halloween, Edward said. It's not that the Historical Society has anything against witches. They said, quote, to be clear. The Fort LeBeouf Historical Society does not have anything against anyone's personal beliefs, religions, values, or lifestyle choices. Nothing has ever made me want to support you more. Oh, one woman wrote. Apparently, that was their statement. Um, there aren't witches here, but we don't have anything against witches. And then one woman wrote, wrote, nothing has ever made me want to support you more. Just let me grab my broom. And I love that. I love this, like, small town historical society drama and i definitely feel like this is a story you would hear on normal gossip um because it's just like hilarious and i love it and this is the energy i want all the time in my headlines i just want people being like we're just trying to throw nice events to save historical sites and a random person's just like jizz and they're like we don't we we, we don't have time for that learn yeah i love it all right witches I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, December 12th. The new moon embraces a pioneering adventure in Sagittarius today. Here, the moon conjuncts the sun and Mars. We're filled with get up and go, ready to take on the world. 
The new moon can provide a fresh outlook, and this one is particularly motivating. Mars in Sagittarius is not one to sit on its laurels and let the world pass it by. It's ready to mix it up, grab life by the horns, and just get into it. Let this energy carry you into some excitement today. New moons are a great time to start something, and this particular new moon is encouraging you to try something novel, something that makes your heart rush just a little. But take care and keep your head on a swivel, as this new moon is squaring Neptune, and things won't quite be what they seem. Your daily moon mantra is, If you want to live a life you've never lived, you have to do things you've never done. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Asheville Pagan Supply is a witch-owned and operated old-age metaphysical pagan supply store located in the Blue Ridge Mountain town of Asheville, North Carolina. Our shop specializes in high-quality products created by local magic practitioners and craftspersons with an emphasis on sourcing products that are botanical, organic, ecologically conscious, and affordably priced. We are extremely proud of our knowledgeable and friendly staff who are always prepared to answer questions and personally assist customers with their purchases. Our belief has always been that our business presence in the community offers a normalcy to pagan practices and in educating the general public we assist in dispelling myths and stereotypes associated with different pagan practices. Open since July of 2014, we focus on our local community and hosting workshops and events. Visiting Asheville? Find us. Just look for the raven with the key. Or shop 24-7 at AshevillePaganSupply.store. That's A-S-H-E-V-I-L-L-E-P-A-G-A-N Supply.store. Blessed be. All right, we are back. So I wanted to talk about one of my favorite uh, Christmas time, Yuletime spirits. Frau Hall. And I mentioned this yesterday because I didn't remember if I had already talked about it yet or if I had just thought about talking about it. Um, because I do so many podcasts, sometimes all the information in my head is just jumbled up. And I can't remember if I thought about it, talked about it, if I answered a question in my head or if I did it on the show and um, things just get jumbled jumbled. But Frau Hall is one of my absolute favorite spirits of Christmas and Yule. And um, I believe we did a retelling of Frau Hall um, on our Christmas variety show probably a few years back. But the first time I ever got to throw a celebration for other witches was a Yule celebration. And I rented out a cabin and I planned all of these little events. And one of the events was a scavenger hunt. I had clues and the witches in the group had to follow the clues and riddles and um, if they did, they found their present, and it was like a little gift. And I based it off of Frau Hall, this idea that you have to put in work to get uh, your rewards. And then we also did a Yule Log, which I mentioned yesterday. Frau Hall. So Frau Hall, according to Wikipedia, also known as Mother Hall, Mother Hulda, or Old Mother Frost, is a German fairy tale collected by the Brothers Grimm in Children's and Household Tales in 1812. Frau Hall uh, was initially a pre-Christian female legendary figure who survived in popular belief well into the 19th century. The name may uh, 
be a mix of the Scandinavian creature known as Holger. Uh, Jacob Grimm made an attempt to establish her as a Germanic goddess. So as Christianity slowly replaced Germanic paganism during the early Middle Ages, many of the old customs were gradually lost or assimilated into Christian tradition. By the end of the High Middle Ages, Germanic paganism was almost completely marginalized and blended into rural folklore in which the character of Frau Holda eventually survived. In Germanic pre-Christian folklore, Hall, uh, Holda, Holda, Hala were all names to denote a single being. So Holda is also related to the Germanic figure of Percha. Uh, she dwells at the bottom of a well, rides a wagon, and is uh, taught how to make linen from flocks. Super cute. So Hall is the goddess to whom children who died as infants go, and alternatively known as the um, dark uh, grandmother. Elements uh, typically associated with grim fairy tales. So Frau Hall's festival is in the middle of winter, the time when humans retreat indoors from the cold, and it may be of significance that the 12 days of Christmas were originally the 12, which, like the same period of the Celtic calendar, uh, was a period in which uh, the dead were able to roam abroad. So that's why people say that, like, Christmas time and Yule time are also times of the dead, right? It's not just, um, you know, it's the, it's, it's the dark half of the year. You know, it's not just Halloween. Uh, so Holda's connection, which, I mean, that makes so much sense because there's so many Christmas spirits. Like, what are the odds, you know, if it weren't a time of the dead that all these spirits, the Krampuses and the Maraludes and the Frau Halls and Santa Claus and, you know, all these, all these spirits. It's really interesting. So in the 19th century, uh, Canon Episcopi uh, has this woman who claims to have ridden a crowd of demons. And uh, in the text says, Have you believed there is some female whom the stupid vulgar call Holda, who is able to do a certain thing? such that those deceived by the devil affirm themselves by necessity and by command to be required to do so, that is, with a crowd of demons transformed into the likeness of a woman, on fixed nights to be required to ride upon certain beasts, and to themselves be numbered in their company. If you have performed participation in this unbelief, you are required to do penance for one year on designated fast days. Love that. Love it. So there's a few variations of uh, Frau Hall, like we mentioned, um, but the original tale, uh, the tale was published by the Brothers Grimm in the first edition of, uh, like we said, the uh, Kinder, uh, the children's book published in 1812, and their source was Wilhelm Grimm's friend and future wife, uh, Wilde. Some details were added in the second edition, most notably like a rooster greeting, but pretty much it has stayed consistent. So the whole story is about how a rich widow lived with her daughter and her stepdaughter. The widow favored her younger biological daughter, allowing her to become spoiled and idle while the older stepdaughter was left to do all the work. Every day, the stepdaughter would sit outside the cottage and spin beside the well. One day, she pricked her finger on the point of the spindle, 
and as she leaned over the well to wash the blood away, the spindle fell from her hand and sank out of sight. The stepdaughter feared that she would be punished for losing the spindle, and in panic she leapt into the well after it. The girl found herself in a meadow where she came upon an oven full of bread. The bread asked to be taken out before it burned. With a baker's peel, she took all the loaves out and walked on. Then she came to an apple tree that uh, asked that its apples be harvested. So she did, and she gathered them into a pile before continuing on her way. Finally, she came to a small house of an old woman who offered to allow the girls to stay if she would help with the housework. The woman identified herself as Frau Hall and uh, cautioned the girl to shake the feather bed pillows and coverlet well when she made the bed, as that would make it snow in the girl's world. The girl agreed to take service with Frau Hall and took care to always shake the feather bed until the feathers flew like snowflakes. After a time, the girl became homesick and told Frau Hall that it was time for her to return home. Frau Hall had been impressed by the girl's kindness and hard work, so much so that she escorted the girl to the gate, and a shower of gold fell upon the girl. She also gave her the spindle, which had fallen into the well. With that, the gate was closed, and the girl found herself back not far from her house. Her mother wished the same good fortune for her biological daughter, so she set her to sit by the well, the well and spin, but the girl deliberately threw the spindle into the well before jumping in. She too came to the oven, but would not assist the bread, nor would she help the apple tree. When she came to Frau Hall's house, she likewise took service there. She then fell into her lazy, careless ways. Frau Hall soon dismissed her as lazy, and the girl stood at the gate, and a kettle of pitch spilled over her. That is what you have earned, said Frau Hall as she closed the gate. So, uh, yeah, it's a very... Uh, so you can tell why this fairy tale works really well with the scavenger hunt, right? Because when the girls, like, first they come upon an oven and they have to solve that. And then they come to an apple tree and they have to solve that. And so the idea of doing a scavenger hunt for my uh, coven was, like, a really fun idea and something I just uh, really enjoy doing. So if you uh, are part of a group or, like, a circle or a coven or some magical uh, whatever, um you totally can do that. So like many tales collected by the Brothers Grimm, Frau Hall personifies good behavior and bad and the appropriate reward for each. Even so, it also exhibits a number of contrasts with other stories. Typically, the magical beings who appear in these tales must enter the real world and appear to the protagonist before any intercession can take place. Moreover, these beings are uh, almost always anonymous and therefore difficult to correlate with figures in pre-Christian mythology. By contrast, Frau Hall resides somewhere above the earth and the protagonist must go to her, paradoxically by diving into the spring. When she makes her bed, loose feathers are stirred up and fall to the earth as snow, and so this fairy tale is an origin myth as well. Comparison between Frau Hall and a weather earth goddess is inevitable. Uh, Jacob Grimm notes that Thor makes rain in a similar in a similar fashion, implying that Frau Hall is a very high rank in the pantheon. Though not new, uh, unique in this respect, Frau Hall's story is also notable for the absence of class-related motifs, such as palaces, 
walls, nobility, uh, things like that. So, yeah, just a really great story, uh, in my opinion. All right, witches. Also, it's a short story. Like, if you find the actual Brothers Grimm story, it's pretty short. So it's a wonderful uh, tale to tell the children around Christmas time. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Pietra Simmons. Pietra, you Arcadian insidious tropical fish. Dripacabra, you charming splendid spinster. Audrey Grabowski, you beautiful uh, peaceful windigo. Oh, and Julie M, you scintillating brilliant Valkyrie queen. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. Part of me is wondering if, like, during the winter I should change these to being, like, uh, Yule creatures, Christmas creatures. Seems fun. All right, witches. Uh, a note before we leave today. Uh, don't forget we do have a new call-in segment. You can give us a call, 504-291-4527. It'll ring through to a voicemail. And you can leave a question, feedback, thoughts, um, an anecdote, a witch win, a witch fail, and it will be aired uh, on the show. So uh, if you're interested, check that out. And that's all I've got for you today. So don't forget any books, text, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. Frau Holly by Jacob and William Grimm A widow had two daughters. The one was beautiful and industrious, the other ugly and lazy. She greatly favored the ugly, lazy girl because she was her own daughter, and the other one who had to do all the work and be the Cinderella of the house. Every day the poor girl had to sit by a well next to the highway and spin so much that her fingers bled. Now it happened that one day the reel was completely bloody, so she dipped it in the well to wash it off, but it dropped out of her hand and fell in. She cried and ran to her stepmother and told her of the mishap. She scolded her so sharply and was so merciless that she said, Since you have let the reel fall in, you must fetch it out again. Then the girl went back to the well and did not know what to do. Terrified, she jumped into the well to get the reel. She lost all her senses, and when she awoke and came to herself again, she was in a beautiful meadow where the sun was shining, and there were many thousands of flowers. She walked across this meadow and came to an oven full of bread.
The bread called out, oh, take me out, take me out, or I'll burn. I've been thoroughly baked for a long time. So she stepped up to it and with a baker's peel took everything out one loaf after the other. After that, she walked further and came to a tree laden with apples. Shake me, shake me, we apples are all ripe, cried the tree. So she shook the tree until the apples fell as though it were raining apples. When none were left in the tree, she gathered them into a pile and then continued on her way. Finally, she came to a small house. An old woman was peering out from inside. She had very large teeth, which frightened the girl, and she wanted to run away. But the old woman called out to her, Don't be afraid, dear child. Stay here with me, and if you do my housework in an orderly fashion, it will go well with you. Only you must take care to make my bed well and shake it diligently until the feathers fly, then it will snow in the world. I am Frau Holly. Because the old woman spoke so kindly to her, the girl took heart, agreed, and started in her service. The girl took care of everything to Frau Holly's satisfaction and always shook her feather bed vigorously until the feathers flew up like snowflakes. Therefore, she had a good life with her, no angry words, and boiled and roasted meat every day. Now, after she had been with Frau Folly for a long time, she became sad. At first, she did not know what was the matter with her, but at last she determined that it was homesickness. Even though she was many thousands of times better off here than at home, she somehow had a yearning to return. Finally, she said to the old woman, I have such a longing for home, and even though I am very well off here, I cannot stay any longer. I must go up again to my own people. Frau Holly said, I am pleased that you long for your home again, and because you have served me so faithfully, I will take you back myself. With that, she took her by the hand and led her to a large gate. The gate was opened, and while the girl was standing under it, an immense rain of gold fell, and all the gold stuck to her so that she was completely covered with it. This is yours because you have been so industrious, said Frau Holly. And at the same time, she gave her back the reel which had fallen into the well. With that gate was closed, and the girl found herself above on earth, not far from her mother's house. And as she entered the yard, the rooster sitting on the well cried, Cock-a-doodle-doo, our golden girl is here anew. Then she went inside to her mother, and as she arrived all covered with gold, she was well received, both by her mother and her sister. The girl told all that had happened to her, and when the mother heard how she had come to the great wealth, she wanted to achieve the same fortune for the other, the ugly and lazy daughter. She made her go and sit by the well and spin, and to make her real bloody, the lazy girl pricked her fingers and shoved her hand into the thorn bush. 
Then she threw the reel into the well and jumped in herself. Like the other girl, she too came to the beautiful meadow and walked along the same path. When she came to the oven, the bread cried out again, Oh, take me out, take me out, or else I'll burn. I've been thoroughly baked for a long time. But the lazy girl answered, as if I would want to get all dirty, and walked away. Soon she came to the apple tree. It cried out, Oh, shake me, shake me, we apples are all ripe. But she answered, Oh, yes, one could fall on my head. And with that, she walked on. When she came to Frau Holly's house, she was not afraid, because she had already heard about her large teeth, and she immediately began to work for her. On the first day, she forced herself, was industrious, and obeyed Frau Holly. When she said something to her because she was thinking about all the gold that she would give her. But on the second day, she already began to be lazy. On the third day, even more so. And then she didn't even want to get up in the morning. She did not make the bed for Frau Holly the way she was supposed to, and she did not shake it until the feathers flew. Frau Holly soon became tired of this and dismissed her of her duties. This was just what the lazy girl wanted, for she thought that she would now get the rain of gold. Frau Holly led her to the gate. She stood beneath. But instead of gold, a large kettle full of pitch filled over her. This is the reward for your services, said Frau Holly, and closed the gate. Then the lazy girl went home, entirely covered with pitch. As soon as the rooster on the well saw her, he cried out, Cook-a-doodle-doo, our dirty girl is here anew. And the pitch stuck fast to her, and did not come off as long as she lived.